Hello everybody. Today we're talking about defensiveness, getting triggered, getting angry, and uh, I guess I'm talking mostly from my own perspective, my own experience as uh, someone who has a pattern, a learned or habitual way of easily getting triggered and reacting emotionally in a way that's defensive, protective, um, kind of angsty, and I, uh, I've done a lot of exploring of this over the years, and uh, I wrote an entire book called How to Open the Heart that's basically like a big long story, very nakedly sharing some of my experience excavating these, uh, these parts of myself. Anybody watching or listening to this uh, that has read the book will know that, oh yeah, Miles, this is his thing. This is the thing that he's kind of like faced pretty deeply. And you'll also probably not be surprised that I'm still working on it. We're still, we're still carrying on. As I hopefully made fairly clear in the book, I was not finished with my exploration and journey and learning about these, uh, these tendencies within myself. Recently, I had a conversation, actually a, a while ago now, I had a conversation with somebody that really sparked um, a period of really putting my defensiveness and my ability to get triggered easily and become angsty and frustrated and protective. It really sparked me putting that under the microscope once again for a period. And, um, And yeah, the conversation was between me and somebody that I work with. And uh, we went out for dinner, and we were talking, and and they said, just kind of like off the cuff, they were talking about a work experience, and they were like, yeah, it's too easy for you to get angry, Miles. And it was such a shock, because we'd, we had this rapport, and I, I mean, they wanted to hang out, they had initiated the hangout, so they had this um, warmth towards me and then they said this kind of just off the cuff and not with any great gravity or anything um, but uh, it, it just really st- stuck out it was said so innocently and plainly and I asked follow-up questions I was, I was like what do you mean and then they described this one scenario at work where I had got, felt something was unfair and I got really upset and annoyed and then like a couple minutes later I was just normal again and then this, and they were so surprised because what they saw in those two minutes of me being triggered was so not what they're used to. They were like, yeah, it just didn't seem right for you because they're used to me being patient and kind and those things that I would associate more with and that I would like to be associated with and that I try to cultivate. And, um, and yet when I'm triggered, I can go into a very different way of feeling and and being. And uh, so I just asked more questions and and it was a really great conversation, even though it made a part of me uncomfortable, the part of me that gets easily triggered, this vulnerable part that feels defensive, that feels afraid of being unseen and or being seen in, and judged. But the interesting thing was This person was pointing out some part of me, this part that can close off and feel frustrated and angsty. Um, 
And it was also very clear that they still had initiated us hanging out. They, they still liked me. And they, these two things could coexist. And that's that vulnerable part that felt insecure to talk about it. That was very profound for it to, to witness and understand. And it's not the first time that it's witnessed this. But the part of me that uh, can easily get triggered that feels very sensitive and reactive it can, and can very easily go to a place of wanting to protect itself and defend itself. Um, it's really profound for it to, to understand that you can be imperfect, Miles, and people can see your imperfections and uh, they'll still like you. Sometimes they might like you even more because it's humanizing. And to an insecure part of me, that's like a complete game. Like, it's like, what? How do I compute this? Because to really let that in is it melts this shield, it melts this whole concept of, but I thought it was either you're good or evil. I thought it was either I'm bad or I'm good. Like this really oversimplified sense of um, insecurity, I guess. Anyhow, so... That was a really cool experience in the conversation itself. And, and then afterwards, I took away just that kind of like the profound statement of like, it's too easy for you to get angry, Miles. There's something so simple and raw and direct about that that it felt like, like life was speaking through this person to me. And for the days that, for a while that followed, longer than days, I, uh, I once again put this part of myself under the microscope in my day-to-day -day life and I would, I would notice things that kind of like were micro-triggers, let's say. Because in certain parts of my life, my heart feels really open. I feel really like I have a lot of generosity emotionally. I have a lot of patience and empathy and grace and goodwill. And, um, and then there's certain things that just turn it off. It's gone. <laughs> and, one, and some of them are very incidental. One of them, like a very classic incidental thing that would trigger me. And incidental meaning like it, it's not really worth getting triggered about. Would be if I'm walking along the sidewalk, and I live in the city, so I'm often walking on sidewalks, and somebody either like looking at their phone or walking with a friend, they're, t they're walking right into me. And so I have to like get off the sidewalk to walk around them or something. There's a part of me, this, this kind of like core of insecurity or something, um, it seems like it really wants to feel seen and it really wants to feel respected and it really wants to feel like it's being given space and honor. And so a little thing like someone walking into me on the sidewalk, which really doesn't matter, and usually is a product of someone very innocently just being in a conversation with their friend or being distracted by who knows what they're... They might be getting an email about some medical thing. Like, there's so many reasons for a person to innocently not notice me on the sidewalk. <laughs> More often than not, it is an incredibly harmless, innocent thing. But to this part, 
that feels this kind of ancient sense of being unseen, of being a burden, of wanting to kind of like experience something it hasn't from others, um, or it hasn't let in from others at least. Um, it's very easy for it, this innocent sidewalk interaction to shut down my openness, my empathy. And it's subtle stuff, right? Like, this is very subtle, um, but I still can get easily triggered by that. And uh, there's other little things like that, but I'll just stick to that example for brevity. Um, but I, I was, for, a, you know, after that conversation, I just started paying attention to these little micro-triggers at work that would happen. I would feel frustrated. Something would feel unfair. I would get annoyed at a coworker who was being lazy or something, or who I was perceiving as lazy. And, and, he, and I would pause on the sidewalk or at work or wherever. And before that, that automatic response of feeling kind of angsty and defensive and protective could fully... Uh, take over the driver's wheel of my consciousness I would just be like okay okay this is what's happening and I do get triggered too easily like like I do should I really care about this and the answer usually uh, during the whole time that I was putting it under the microscope for like a week or more after that conversation the answer was generally no it's like no this isn't worth getting upset about this isn't, this, what's happening here and the emotional response going on in me and what the, the wisdom that I kind of like have of like what really matters in life, these things don't line up. It's just that a part of me, I think, it's like there's a groove carved in my consciousness and it's almost, it's carved so deeply and it has been carved for so long that it's very easy for this, a, a certain part of me, to just see the world and then immediately take it down this groove of consciousness, like a water slide or something. And that groove of consciousness takes external reality and it puts it into the water slide that leads to feeling disappointed, feeling frustrated, feeling like people don't like me, feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like I'm a weirdo and feeling defensive, and feeling like I want to push people away, and, um, and it usually doesn't manifest in a, like, a really extreme way socially, but it's fascinating to witness that that's just kind of like, it, it can just, in me, it feels like it can be such a habitual response, just, oh, reality's coming in, and it's just going down the water slide into... <laughs> into these interpretations that when I pause and I look at, wait a minute, does this thing on the sidewalk actually mean that nobody likes me? Is this little thing at work really an affirmation that life is unfair? Or, um, and generally the answer is no to these questions. It's just a habitual emotional response. And, and the person who said that I get triggered too easily was really saying something incredibly profound because um, as I thought about the incidents that she explained and I looked at the things that were triggering me 
in my daily life, when I was looking at it all under a microscope or under a magnifying glass, what I found was there was usually an intellectual reason that I could find that would validate or justify why I would feel upset or annoyed or frustrated or angsty. But so often the things that I fear and feel defensive about and protective around, if, if I really look at it and look at the things that I've been through in life, the, the, the seasons in hell and the seasons upon seasons upon seasons in different hells and the loneliness and the heartbreak and the wrong choices, the mistakes, the, like all of these things. And then I'll get all in, I'll get insecure about posting a video. I'll get insecure about very small potatoes compared to the things I've lived through. And that's not unique to me. That's not because I've lived a really crazy life. I know people who have lived through way more difficult things and who are way more, like, I just see them as superheroes for the, the things that they've lived through and they're still a kind, loving person and they will have... Um, fears and emotional responses towards life that uh that are i think just like like me they're just like a, a, a habitual response because they're way stronger than that i think that the two things i wanted to share to kind of complete the circle of this this conversation one is that like i said earlier the part of me that gets triggered easily that easily goes to a place of feeling defensive or angsty or angry. Um, it's really beautiful to recognize that I can be the guy that does that sometimes and who's learning about it and trying to be more responsible emotionally, of course. Um, and people can still like me. That's just such a profound thing. That I, that I can be imperfect, that I can be in process, that I don't have to fix or destroy or hide or um, somehow compartmentalize this force within myself that I can just talk, own it and people can still, and people do still like me. That's a deep thing. And uh, that's been really really important for me to kind of like witness that and let that in. And I guess the other thing that has been really profound and that I'm still exploring and learning about and the reason I'm sharing this when talking about this openly is to continue my practice of like exploring this this tendency and accepting it. Because I'm not telling you, I'm not the guy who figured this out and has five bullet points of like, here's how to master your emotions. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm telling you that I'm in process with this. And um, and one of the most beautiful things in that process for me has been the moments of acceptance. The moments of like, wait a minute, I my defensiveness and my protection is coming from a root of insecurity. And one of the ways that I can feel more empowered one of the ways that I can um, be less reactive is by owning that and accepting it and 
instead of feeling like I need to just protect myself more and more and more. Um, just, yeah, leaning into self-acceptance, leaning into acceptance of my insecurity, acceptance of my defensiveness, and, and acceptance of being a person in process, not needing to kind of like fix some part of myself or make it perfect, but uh, understanding that at the core of my insecurity and my emotional reactivity is uh, this sensitivity, this vulnerability, this innocence that just wants to feel acceptance and it wants to love and to be loved and to be totally truthful and humble, my understanding of it is also evolving. So I might say something really different in a couple of years about it, but that's what I understand now and it's always in process. But I just wanted to share that today. It feels like an important thing to talk about. So I, I hope you enjoyed this and if you did, you can always let me know you can comment. If you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe. You can hit the notifications so that you find out when new episodes come out. If you're interested in checking out my book, which goes very deep down this rabbit hole, it's called How to Open the Heart, in an incredible journey into vulnerability, empathy, and the transformation of consciousness. And you'll find a link to that in the description. And until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day.